0: Welcome to another episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host Brian Bott from the Madison area Sports Advantage. I'm here with my co-host coach Dean Manchy over in Kimberly. Coach, how you doing?
1: Excellent, Brian. Ready to rock and roll with this new episode of Sharpening the Edge.
0: Yeah, we got a Sharpening the Edge talking about some of the things that we got from, from Amy Davis and, and Matt Erickson and a lot of great things obviously happening in the fall right now. It's getting close to championship time and Man, we had two championship guests on boy, I tell you they were, they were fantastic and I want to dive right into some of the different things that we want to talk about. you know with Amy we want to talk about discipline. obviously uh, we talked about that with her and you know we want to talk about discipline with how we use it with our athletes. Um, and then Amy obviously shared you know some of the really great nuggets about growing up with her parents, two great athletes, um, some things that helped her. And then with Matt, obviously he talked about being a multi-sport athlete, but some of the intricacies um, that he faced with being a multi-sport athlete. Um, and then talking about the process. And we hear that all the time, Dean, um, You know, focusing on the process, but Matt had some really great things uh, about being process driven, things like that. Um, so we wanna dive right in right now. We're gonna talk about discipline and, and some of the things that Amy Davis talked about with discipline and it was really unique you know, as a as a cross country runner and as a runner herself, how discipline played such a huge role. I think one of the really cool things that she talked about, Dean, from a discipline standpoint, is, and you see this in high school probably more than we do it. We did at college and the professional level. Is high school you see a lot of great separation between really great athletes and you know athletes that might not be at that level, that, but are working towards it. You know, those athletes we we find that are at the highest level that really, you know, are division one recruitable athletes, they need the most discipline um, because sometimes they need to do a little bit more work and things like that. And Amy talked about her, her, you know, kind of journey through high school and going through some of that stuff and how discipline played such a huge role in her development.
1: Yeah, Brian, I just want to, you know, step back real quick and and just thank our guests for being honest. Sometimes they think, you know, when we start the sharpening the edge and, We've had so many great guests that I really want to thank them. Amy Davis, you know, she represents so much in that cross country and that track and field, you know, them sports. And we've been so football dominant, strength and conditioning dominant. And then we have Matt Erickson, obviously, with his baseball, you know, connections and, and with the Timber Rattlers and the Brewers. And I really thank them. I know a lot of our listeners are saying, hey, are you're going to reach out and, and do some people from different uh, sports. And absolutely, that is definitely you know, one of our goals with this podcast. And uh it just, we are just going to go roll with it. Like you said, Brian, we just kind of roll with it. And we're getting lots of great ideas from our listeners on, you know, on people that would be excellent guests. Obviously we have a, a little bit of a tie, you know, of this Wisconsin connection. We really emphasize in Wisconsin athletes, but certainly are not solely just Wisconsin only. We will take, um, and, and, everybody that we can learn from from all over we are going to definitely have as guests so we appreciate all that information and and we are obviously trying to get better in our our area too and you know just spread the word the best thing that we've gotten from coaches is if you got a reminder count or how do you communicate with your athletes we talk about communication is is just what we're talking discipline today is being disciplined as a coach and get that information out to your kids I know constantly I am harping on our kids all the time because the information is so valuable and the feedback we get is so valuable so continue to share it we don't make a penny on the podcast you know like subscribe share it you know get this information out to people and that's what this thing's all about and uh you know that takes incredible discipline on our part as well
0: right yeah and i think you know getting back to amy dean Um, you know, talking about discipline, I think one of the cool things we've heard this from, you know, I think there's, what's really neat Dean is we're getting a lot of common themes right from, from athletes and you're getting them now from different spectrums. One of the things that she said to help her discipline was building a routine, right? She knew that, you know, in the summer that as it got hotter and and things like that, that running outside was going to be tougher. So she built in a routine, um, to, to make sure that she stayed focused on the things that she needed to do. Um, and so she did, you know, her work first. And I think that's a great lesson for, for athletes and, and students and, and, and teachers and stuff like that. And everybody out there, you know, get the, th- you know, figure out what you have to do for the day. Um, I know I do this. I make a list every day, the things I want to get done to, to move my business forward. Um, And I make that list. And if I get it done, then, then I'm great. You know, I feel like I had a productive day. And I think as athletes, um, that's a great way for you to be productive throughout your day, especially in the off season is knowing the things you need to do to develop yourself, make a list, you know, build a routine and get it done.
1: And I think when you do that, Brian, you get, you have a list, you get the list done, you're proud when it's over, right? You're happy. You got it done. I'm a morning person. You're a morning person. Hey, we're up early in the morning. And, and we're getting them things done right away that are most important to us during the day. And I'll tell you, it's just like getting a good workout in the weight room. After you get it done, it feels great during it. Hey, you're going to get, you know, that uncomfortable feeling, you know, right. it, it, whether you're, you're working on your cardiovascular or whether you're pushing up some serious heavy weights, you know, that's an uncomfortable feeling. And we know the brain always wants to feel comfortable. And you know, what we're trying to do, really preach with our athletes is you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable and and that's part of athletics and that's not only so much you know working with the body but it's also that mental component that we've been talking about so much too but discipline has been a common theme among our guests and i think one thing that we are trying to accomplish with our get your edge podcast is you know, we're going to throw a bunch of information out there, but you have to figure out what works for you as an athlete, what works the best for you as a coach and parents, we're going to give you lots of information. We've heard lots of information from our guests, but you know, parenting is always a growth mindset as well. Cause really you talked about Matt Erickson, his big comment is, you know, the game of baseball has changed tremendously in five years, Brian, we know in strength and conditioning in the last five years, when, you, whether it's technology, whether whatever the situation is, is all sport coaches are saying the same thing. You know, we constantly are evolving at such a fast pace and we have to adapt. Otherwise you're a dinosaur.
0: Right. And I think, you know, from a discipline standpoint on that is, you know, making time every day to, to get better at your craft. If you're a coach, You know, even if you're a parent and I think one of the cool things that I, in my opinion, led into Amy's discipline was the way that her parents, you know, that she talked about, you know, was kind of our second point, how her parents, you know, enabled her and empowered her to be successful at her pace. You know, we see it so many times. I know you see at the high school level. I mean, we're seeing it at the youth level where the parents have the dream before the kid has the dream. You know, you and the kids have so many different opportunities now um, at such younger ages to be involved in things, which is fantastic. Um, It's great for kids, it's great for them to be active. It teaches them, um, you know, communication skills and and discipline and things like that. But a lot of times, parents, we see, you, you know, everybody doing it for their kid. You know, I mean, Amy went to the extent. She's a high school track runner who's trying to get a, or a cross country runner as well, trying to get a Division one scholarship. And her mom, who's a professional runner, runner was actually having Amy write her own workouts. Now she was look going through it with her and things like that, but she didn't force it down her neck. Um, she wasn't doing everything for her. Um, you know, I know other stories of Amy scheduling her own dentist appointments and doing you know other things that empowered her and taught her um, how to be, which leads back into discipline, you know, how to be disciplined and how to get tasks on and things like that. And we see it so much Dean with, with young athletes that they get burned out, not because of the sport, but sometimes because their parents are just overbearing with them. And that's, you see kids then rebel and rebel and revolt a little bit, and maybe get into things that, um, that they shouldn't be into because, you know, maybe they're just, they're, they just don't want to do it anymore because the pressure from home Sometimes is greater than the pressure when they step between the lines. And that's really unfortunate. You know,
1: as a teacher, Brian, I always say the best the best uh, class is student-led and not teacher-led. You know, and the same thing with teams, you know, if, if if team is led, athletes lead the team, you know, and versus the coaches always leading the team. I think you're gonna have much more success. And the situation here with Amy, I mean, her dad obviously. Tremendous competitor. I've never met a wrestling coach that doesn't want to compete and want what's best for their athletes all the time. And it's hard as a parent to probably sit back there and and not mention anything. I know it's a little bit different with Amy because, you know, she, their parents weren't her coach at at probably the high school level, but they were there to support. And I think that's very important. And they were both good athletes themselves. Uh, With Matt's situation, You know, while you talk about, he's going to be a, you know, he's a freshman at Appleton West, and he's on that baseball team and it's a senior dominant team and your dad's the coach. Now it's a whole different situation. And we have a lot of our listeners out there that are coaches and they have to, you know, coach their own kid and whether, whatever sport that may be, but that was a very, probably a very difficult situation. And like we mentioned, a lot of times you're harder on your own kid. You know, because you don't want to show that favoritism, you know, to your own son or daughter. And you know, that mentioned that those athletes, those seniors went in and told the coach, Hey, lay off, lay right. off a little bit when that really impressed me for seniors, you know, athletes to go in there. We talk about communicating all the time. And one thing with the social media is kids don't communicate probably as, as, as much as we would like them as, sport coaches and strength and conditioning coaches and just, you know, whatever. But, you know, that showed me, or really, um, I was very impressed with those seniors that went in there because Matt, yeah. that, that told you a lot that they respected Matt. They knew he was working hard and and they sent something that he was harder. And it's a very difficult situation. It's difficult for the athlete and it's very difficult for the dad slash coach In those situations, because, you know, not many people are starting as a freshman on a varsity team in high school, especially at a bigger school like Appleton West. So um, how you handle those things, I think, is very important as a parent. And we got to understand is uh, the goal shouldn't be to get a scholarship. Right. The goal should be to reap all the benefits of being on a team. And we know there's so many of them. That's why we do what we do. But that's the big picture.
0: Well, I think too, when you, when you look at, when you talk about being on a team and the benefits of it, right? Most people, you know, if they go back and forth on hiring people, they want to hire people that have been a part of a team because most businesses and jobs are team orientated, you know, and then self-starters, which Amy's parents allowed her to be a self-starter, you know, and I can speak to this too, as, as to watching youth coaching and coaching as a, as a father myself. You know, not only is there the issue of, of working with your own son, but then it's also dealing with some of the other parents, you know, that sometimes, you know, are going to be judgmental of you because they feel like you're giving, you know, your son or daughter an extra privilege. Well, the thing I can say to that is this, if you feel like, you know, this person is given, you know, their own son an extra privilege, maybe you should grab the whistle and go do it. You know, it's always, you know, people want to sit in the background and, and judge and complain and blame and, you know, other people, but they won't step forward as well. And so um, I think you have to have a, that fine balance, Dean, is I think what we're both saying as a parent, right? You want to push you want to push your kids, you should push them, right? You should push them to be as good as they can. They're, we're not saying that, but at the same time, it, it's also got to be led by them, you know, and they have to be the ones that are kind of driving the bus um, you may be the one telling them when to turn right and left, you know what I mean, to help steer them out of, out of trouble. But, you know, we've got to have that fine balance as parents and as coaches um, as to how far how far and how much to push. Um, because I think that's lost in society too, that people don't want, you know, they do want to kind of hands off a little bit. I don't want to push them too hard, you know, things like that. And uh, you kind of lose some of that mental toughness that Matt talked about. You know, and that
1: listening to you and Amy just I could just see that connection that you have trained her for a long time because you know it's that trust and obviously you gave her you know her insight on what she wanted to do how she how her body was feeling you know where she wanted to go as far as her goals you guys were all on the same page and I think that's so important I don't care if you're a uh, you're teaching you're coaching youth football you're coaching high school kids college kids no matter where you are at you all have to be working together you got to be communicate because if they have some autonomy if they have some bonus on what is being done the buy-in is just so much greater brian
0: yeah and i think you know moving into some of the stuff that matt talked about you know when we start talking about some multi-sport you know athletes and 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 things like that you know he talked about multi-sport it still fits with amy because you know i think one of the Best things I heard Matt say was you can't replicate competition. You, you know what I mean? And following that statement, he also was commenting on, you know, you could be, you know, the best baseball player on your baseball team, but then you're out for football, and maybe you're a role player, you know, or maybe you're, you know, a backup and things like that. And learning those those characteristics and learning. You know, those things from being in multiple sports is so important. We've talked about multiple sports from a training aspect, Dean. We, I think all of our guests have been multiple sports and advocates for it. And everybody, I think that listens to our podcast know that's something that we advocate for, but we really haven't talked about some of the other benefits outside of physical that multi-sport gives. And I think the competitive part of it, you know, from a competitive mindset is amazing because you learn how to compete, you know? Um, Because kids nowadays don't do what we did when we grew up. Like, you know, I I can speak to when I was a kid, you know, we played wiffle ball for four or five hours. Me and my neighbor, Mike Norris, played wiffle ball four or five hours a day, you know? Or we played basketball in in the driveway, you know, three or four hours a day. And then I went and played a little league game, you know? And then maybe we'd come back in. So kids don't get that competitiveness every day. So playing multiple sports, is, is a great thing. You know what I mean?
1: The other thing with multiple sports is many times what we see, Brian, is maybe they're the star football player, but they're a role player in maybe let's say basketball. Yep. Or they go in, you know, and then they go into a different sport. And so now I think that teaches the athlete a lot in that now your role has changed. So, you know, what kind of teammate you're going to be and, you know, how are you going to manage that? But, You know, you got to compete no matter what. And whether you're the star or you're the last person that gets in a game, you are competing and you are trying to be the best that you can be. And that is one of the biggest benefits of being an athlete. That's why so many employers look for people that did athletics, whether it was in high school, college, et cetera. But you have to be able to deal with so many different things in athletics. And I think when you're a multi-sport athlete, like as we mentioned before, you have lots of different coaches, lots of different personalities. You see some good, you see some bad, but it is going to make you a much better person once your athletic days are over.
0: Well, Dean, you obviously know my, my fetish for the WWE. And so one of my favorite guys, and again, it's taken a little different context, but my man Dwayne Johnson, the rock, his comment of know your role. All right. That fits here. Right. And coaches, we've talked about coaches explaining to it. And it also goes back to something that Amy talked about, about being a great teammate, right. You know, her and her and the other girl, she ran with what great teammates they were pushing each other and, and, you know, really wanting the other one to succeed. Like you don't see that as much as we should. And, you know, if you're the star, right. And, or you're the, you're the top player in your basketball team. Let's say you need a guy in practice that knows that he's probably not going to play very much because you're playing his position to push you every day. I remember when I was in high school, uh, John Harlos was our, you know, was the guy who covered me every single day. And he took so much pride and just getting after me. You know what I mean? Just as, you know, you know, whatever he could do to, you know, to just, and he did his job knowing full well that he was not going to play. You know what I mean? And, you know, in football, you see that with the scout team, you know, take pride in learning the other team's offense or defense and being where you're supposed to be and make the guy better because- the better you make your teammates, the more success the team has. And everybody wins with that. Everybody wants to be on a good team with success. So you have to know what your role is. Um, if you're the top, top person, top female, top guy on your team, you have to be able to bring people with. That's part of your job. Your job is not to just go out and score 30 points and be like everybody else, but you don't know. No, you have to bring them with. Michael Jordan was the epitome of that right? Bring, and he did it in his way too. Like you have to lead and, and, and do that in your way. You can't just yell at people. If you're the top person, because they're not doing what you do, maybe they don't have the talent you do. You have to find ways to bring people along. If you're someone that's not playing, you know, maybe you're a runner, um, like Amy was, and, and and maybe you're not at the level Amy Davis was, but you have someone on your team that is, how can you push them so they can have success? That's a great feeling, Um, We need more of that in sports. We need, you know, we need coaches to be have defined roles. So kids know what they are. A lot of times kids don't know what their roles are. And when you define them, you say, look, I need you to do this job this week as the best that you can, you know, and I know coach Jones does an incredible job of recognizing those guys with different things that he does. Um, And coaches, we need to find ways to recognize those kids because without people doing their roles in practice, okay, the team can't have success on game night.
1: You know, that's a great point, Brian. And the one thing I really like to do in the weight room is I like to really compliment the athletes that do what I call controlling the controllables. So their attendance is great. Regardless of how strong that individual, how athletic they are, hey, your attendance has been awesome. You know, your effort, you can control your effort. Your effort's been awesome. You're a great training partner, you're spotting, you're making sure your partner's doing the exercise with great form for safety and you're pushing your partner. You're a great teammate, you know, great workout partner. I think those are really important for coaches to emphasize. I think sport coaches, you know, that person that maybe isn't as talented but it's giving you the best look in practice. You know, we see a lot of times with scout team players of the week or, or that kind of stuff that we see. But I think it's so important for coaches to really make sure that you're noticing that and that's part of your team culture. It might be just picking up bags after practice or putting stuff away or, hey, the way you're leaving the locker room or it's maybe representing or, you know, calling another teammate and say, that's not what we do here on our team. That's not how we act. And you police it instead of the coach policing it. You know, there's so many good things out there. Maybe somebody leaves something back, you know, they they left their phone and, you know, or whatever, you know, in the gym and that person grabs that phone and gives it to that person or somebody, you know, dropped a $20 bill going out to their car and they pick it up and they get it to the right person. There's so many good things out there that we can recognize from athletes that are the bigger picture, because we know not everybody's going to go to college. and and do athletics. So really, that's why high school athletics is so special because not many are going to be able to move on. So we got to teach as many life lessons as we can at that level. And it starts with the youth. It starts with the youth. Don't just always say the star player, hey, you did such a great job. You're, You're this and that. They're getting enough attention, coaches. But really focus on everybody and what they are bringing to their team and know their role. And then the secondly is coaches don't expect that kids are just going to come up and communicate with you because they won't, right? You know, you're asking a lot for a kid to come up and don't assume that they know their role. You have to have that one-on-one connection and make sure it's clear that they know their role. And then how are you helping that athlete get better in their role? Those are big you know, things that I see. There's miscommunications many times with a kid and a parent or whatever, you know, our big thing is, you know, you should always communicate with your position coach first, make sure you take care of all that. And so everybody gets on the same page. Cause how many times do you see a parent, they complain, you know, and they're irate because they don't even know the full story. Right. So if you can take care of that communication right away and athletes, you know, you're the one at practice, you're the one going to the games you're being coached by whoever your coach is. You have to have those open lines of communication. Don't rely on your parents to be talking to your coach. Your parents aren't at practice. Your parents aren't seeing what you're doing on a daily basis. Hey, this, you have to communicate and and don't be afraid to ask. You know, we just talked about that with so many of our guests, is you gotta be able to ask questions. And if you really care, And you really care about yourself as far as getting better as an athlete and getting better in your role and being a better teammate, you are going to go up to the coach and ask, is there anything else that I can do extra that I can bring to my organization, my team to help us get better?
0: Well, and kind of feeding off that a little bit, Dean, you know, when you talked about rewarding kids that control, you know, what they can control. Right. Yep. One of the comments that Matt made is effort doesn't know any or effort doesn't know what the score is. You know what I mean? You, you can Absolutely. control how much effort you give and you see it a lot in today's society. Again, you know, all of a sudden a team falls behind, the kids quit. It's us quit playing. Well, we're not going to win, so I'm not going to play hard, you know, and that kind of goes into our last, you know, topic here is, you know, process versus results, you know, and let's let's not get too twisted here. Right. I mean, we're still trying to win the games that we play. We're still trying to win the track meet. We're still trying to outscore our team on the baseball field and, you know, score, win three sets in volleyball. But I think too many times, you know, and this kind of feeds back in a little bit what you're saying, kids, teams are, you know, they only look at the final score as to how, you know, they're judged and things like that. And yes, the final score is an in, in, in indicament or, or I don't know what the right word is, but it, it, it indication, sorry, indication of, <laughs> of you know, the success the team has. But one of the things we talk about at Sports Advantage Dean is process focused, results driven. You know what I mean? We're focused on the process to drive our results. You know, we believe that if we are, you know, our pillars You know, how we do anything is how you do everything. We believe if we are consistent in our day-to-day operations with how we coach our kids, how we talk, you know, how we do our business, things like that. If we're relentless with our effort in everything that we do, you know, whether it's, whether we're working or not working. And if we take ownership in our actions and, and we love, you know, the kids are coming through the door. We love the process that we go through. Our results is, you know, our kids are going to get better and the business is going to grow you know, and that's, that's how we go about things. We focus on the process and, you know, we look at the results. He even talked about with the, with the Milwaukee Brewers, you know, they've gone away from some of the traditional statistics and looked at, you know, this metrics of how they gauge. And that actually is a better predictor of, you know, performance than anything else. And I know this from baseball, Dean, so many times and this, I, I, the parents that you need to hear this. Okay, batting average and ERA are not the, the primary factors in why kids hit certain places in the lineup and why certain kids get to pitch, okay? Um, batting average is probably the, the most overdrawn stat in youth sports, you know, that there is, right? You could get a kid that could hit the ball on the screws seven times in a doubleheader, you know, and go 0 for 7. And you could have a kid that could hit two weak ground balls, get on base, on base hits, you know, weak pop-ups and go 4 for 7, and he's hitting over 500. Okay. And so in the stat sheet or on game changer, you know, one kid's hitting this, the other kid's hitting this. Where in reality, you know, what's really happening is really the things that you should be watching behind the scenes. And that's the, you know, the process that they're going through. Are they having good at bats and things like that. And baseball is a great sport for that, you know, but there's so many other examples of that.
1: Yeah. I'll bring up, you know, coach Jones, because I have so much respect for Steve Jones of Kimberly football coach. And obviously I work with him and uh, an everyday basis. But, you know, a lot of times we'll get done with a game and you know, we, we just did not play very well. And we might've beaten that team pretty handedly. And again, it's all about the process. Did we get better during the week? I think so many times kids just look at the scoreboard that end result, oh, we won by 21 or whatever, and they think they got better. And it's the process over the results, I think is is such a big thing. Cause are we getting better as a team is, is so crucial. Every day, are we getting better? And it goes back to water it. You know, in our program is every day you're yep. just trying to get a little bit better, a little bit better. There's no microwavable approach. There, there's not one in the business world that's gonna be instant results. There's not one in the classroom that's gonna be instant results or on the field or the diamond or the track. So you have to be consistent. You have to make sure You got a routine and that process, just like coach Erickson said is, you know, you you have to be on it all the time. And that batting average wasn't a big thing. That kind of caught me a little bit because I don't know the baseball world from a professional standpoint, but they are always trying to get those kids to the next level. But again, it's about the process. And so many kids want it now. And I think you just have to be patient. You have to understand the big picture and you're just always trying to improve, Brian.
0: And coaches, you have to define what your process is. That's the thing. Like with Steve, you know what the process is at Kimberly football. This is what we do. This is how we're going to do it. You know, things like that. The brewers obviously have a defined process for how they're evaluating things like that. So many times, you know, coaches want to, you know, it's like the YouTube strength coaches, Dean. Right. They see something on YouTube and they're going to use it. Well, you know, focus on the process has become kind of like that. You know, focus on our process. Focus on our process. You ask the kids, hey, what's your guys' process? What, you know, I don't know. You know, the kids don't even know. So that in itself has to be defined. You know, it has to be defined. This is how we are going to build our team this year. Bang, 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 bang you know, and things like that. And then you start looking at results. And one of the great comments that Matt had, Dean, failure is never failure unless you quit. Okay. Failure is never failure unless you quit. Once you quit, then you're done. Then, then you have failed. If You keep working. All right. There's going to be benefits in there. You might not win. Look, there's there's one team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Does that mean that every team had a bad season in the NFL? No. Does that mean some teams underachieved? Absolutely. You know, there's only one team, you know, that's going to ho- hoist that gold ball in Camp Randall, you know, in November. Does that mean that some, you know, some of these other high school? No, like look at some of the high school programs that I, I can use, Edgewood High School. You know what I mean? I mean, what they've done with their program is, is incredible. You know, and you see that with so many other programs in our state that the kids are getting better. They're just not there yet. You know, may, you know maybe, maybe that team is, maybe that team's not. But that doesn't mean that, that they failed. You know what I mean? Because if that was the case, 99.9% of all teams in the world are failures. And you have, you know what I mean? It's the same thing with the Olympics. You know, you look at the Olympics. Think of how, how proud some of those people are that maybe finished seventh in the 100 meter dash, but run their best time ever, ever. So you've done what you needed to do. You got better. You, you did the best that you could. You put in all the effort you could. You ran your best time. Someone was just better. And sometimes we have to kind of get to that point where we did everything we could. We, we focused on our process. Our end result wasn't a win, but our personal result may have been. You know what I mean?
1: And that mental toughness component, Brian, is also very important as far as your body language. And I think a lot of times athletes really have to look at You know, how am I reacting in these different situations? And same thing with coaches on the sideline. You know, how are you acting with the referees? How are you acting, you know, in certain situations when there's some adversity hits or something negative happens in a play and and all that kind of stuff. But the body language, I think, is so important. And a lot of kids really have to work on the body language. And it's tough. When things don't go our way, we all get discouraged i right. all get disappointed, but, you know, knowing that you got to move on and that's part, you know, of, of the failure process is that stuff like that's going to happen and how we react to that is going to be huge. So athletes really understand that, you know, your teammates are going to feed off of how you handle situations and how mentally tough are you? We talk about as a teammate, are, you know, are you going to be a propeller? Or are you going to be an anchor? And you, you, you put that out there, Brian, on your social media with Sports Advantage, just yep. why don't you just tackle that a little bit?
0: Well, I mean, you can look at like, if, if you look at your career or if you look at your athletic, you know, development as a boat, right? You're in the boat. We, you know, we talk about that with teams. You're either in the boat, you're not in the boat, grabbing oar, or whatever. So boat's a great reference. You know, you have your anchors and your propellers and any, anything in life. This could be your friend group. You know, even adults, we see this with friend groups. Um, this could be your coaching staff. This could be your teammates. Um, You know, you you could be an anchor and you could be the person that's keeping the boat from moving. You know, you're stuck in the mud. Um, You're just kind of complaining a lot. You're blaming other people. Um, You're not really thinking about growth mindset, things like that. And so you're really not doing anything to benefit the boat from moving forward. Then you have your propellers. And these are people that they're high, act, high action. You know, everything is about action for these people. You know, they want to get into action and, and keep moving forward. They're the ones that on a daily basis are, you know, reading 10 pages a day of personal development. They're the ones that are getting their eight to nine hours of sleep because they want to be at their best. Um, they're the ones that are concerned with their teammates versus themselves all the time. They, you know, because they're in the boat with everybody else. So they're concerned with the boat moving forward versus themselves moving forward, you know, and I, you know, I didn't put this on there, Dean, but there's also the people in there wearing the life jackets. They're just kind of there for the ride. You know what I mean? You, you have some people that are just, just there for the ride. They're not complaining. They're not blaming, you know, but they're also not going above and beyond, but they are there. They come to practice every day. You know, they go to weights every day. Um, they're happy being a part of the team, which you need those people right? You need the people um, in the boat that are just happy to be there. Um, Because again, if you get thrown over, they're the people that are going to throw you the life jacket. You know what I mean? They're they're there, but they're not really moving the boat forward, but they're definitely not the ones that are keeping it in the mud. And, you know, I think that's a great analogy for for all of us for life, you know, Uh, be a propeller, be someone that can move your group forward. Um, Because at the end of the day, um, that's all everybody wants. You know, you just want to move the dial one tick to the right every day. You know, we're not looking to, you know, in this in development is that way, you know, physical development, mental development. We just want to get a little bit better, you know, every day. And a little bit is I, I don't consider, you know, 1%, you know, because after a while that's 365%, you know, a year that's improving a lot, you know, just do one thing each day better you know, and and you'll see some amazing gains in there, Dean.
1: Well, Brian, too, I look back at my athletic days and and all the different sports I played from little on, and, you know, who are the people that you always remember, the times you remember is guys that made you laugh. Yeah. You know, guys that were high energy, guys that had a lot of fun, you know, the the, the experience of, you know, those energy vampires and those kids, "Oh, oh, I don't want to go to practice today, and I don't want to do this, you know. We talk about the mental health issues in today's society. And, you know, we you want to surround yourself with people, like you said, like-minded, but, you know, people that are going to smile, people that are excited, you know, people that are going to help your team, your practice get better. Because if you complain or you don't complain, you still got to be a practice. Right. You have a choice. So you're going to be there the same amount of time anyway. Why don't we go there and let's have as much fun as we can. Let's laugh. And I noticed when athletes come back, you know, after they graduate, they'll come back and they'll start talking about stories. And you've had the same thing at Wisconsin, you know, but championships are great and everything, but they don't talk about championships. They talk about some of the things that happened that were funny and, you know, and stories and, you know, what a great time this was. And when we went to camp, you know, this happened and all that. And, you know, those are the things that they cherish with them the rest of their life.
0: Well, and too, dean, that's the same with coaches. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean, you come into office every morning, you're grumpy and crabby. Like people don't want to work with that, you know. Especially when you're working with young kids. If you expect the kids to be energetic, you better be energetic. So, Fox Valley throws. We got anything? We got anything to finish up here? What do you What do you think?
1: Now we're just finishing up our October sessions here. We have four more sessions. So if anybody's listening, obviously, um, and you want to be part of that, you can come this Sunday and go the last four. Sundays in October. Otherwise, we'll have sessions on in January, starting right in the beginning of the year, and that will go right until track and field starts. And that's for all ages, middle school and high school, boys and girls. And that will be right in the Fox Valley area.
0: Let's go! Let's go! Fire it. Um, so, a couple of things that I want to kind of pop out there as well. Uh, we just had a we just had an article that, that Elite FTS did. Um, uh, an interview with myself uh, with Chris Janik, uh, Chris, a former Wisconsin football player, um, talking about in season training, how we use the conjugate system. Um, it's a great read. Go to Elite FTS. And, and if you're a strength coach out there, and even if you're a sport coach, Elite FTS is a website you should be on. Um, first of all, they got great equipment. Second of all, they have great information on uh, a lot of different things. It's not just strength training. Um, the second thing I really want to pop we have uh, the Laura Phelps. Um, coming to Sports Advantage December 4th to run a clinic, a educational clinic um, for all coaches uh, working on different squat technique, deadlift. Laura was and still is recognized as the top female um, powerlifter of all time. So it's not just gonna be powerlifting, but there's gonna be a lot of great educational teaching tools that if you're in our area and you don't come, um, I seriously question, you know, Really, your commitment to the weight room because I will be there um, immediately to watch that. My whole staff is jacked up to have Laura. Um, that is at my uh, Instagram site at Wanna Key. You can see that, or you can go to her Instagram site, QueenBpower, Power, um, and sign up for that. Um, just kind of want to go back real quick, Dean. You know, discipline is a key, right? Discipline is such a key for athletes. Make sure you build a routine on that. Parents, enable your athletes, empower them, okay, to get better, you know, um, work with them, be positive with them, push them, things like that. Um, Again, went back to multi-sport athletes. We touched on that really heavily. Um, Building that competition, okay, form competitive habits, get in something where you can compete, um, challenge yourself, even if you're not the best player, know what your role is and do your role at the highest level, whether you're a starter a backup, JV, whatever it is, make a contribution to the team, and then, man, focus on that process day to day, okay, improving day to day, and I guarantee, you know, I, I say I guarantee, Dean, and then we guarantee this, your results will show, okay, focus on your process, if you're, you're an adult, and you want to lose weight, focus on the process every single day, be consistent, be relentless, take ownership, all right, your results will show, all right, Failure is only a failure if you quit, everybody. Remember that statement. All right, that concludes our episode for today. We will see you next time. Chop it!